Hello, welcome. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian vs. Brian, episode 32. We're talking about big number one action movie. My buddy, Jackie Chan. Rebel in the Bronx. To millions of fans around the world, he's a living legend. If you've never seen him before... It's him! Give me that gun! You've never seen action. We've got hostages! They're in a hovercraft! Call out the Coast Guard! New Line Cinema presents the action hero who does all his own stunts. Jackie Chan. That was terrible. I'm sorry, guys. That was okay, my. Uh... I can go back and dub my voice over your. Over there we your go. Voice. That was my. That was my uncle Bill. If you didn't notice, so we're gonna be talking about Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, Jackie Chan. This is like his first American released movie. I think he had a little. He what was the other shit he was in. He was yeah. in like can't. What's up? Oh, so he had two movies in America where he was the lead. Uh, they didn't do very well. This was the first one that, like, kind of counted. Yeah. Him, but, uh, I, I think, think those movies there. were dubbed. This is the first movie where he did his, where he used English natively. But uh, they dubbed this movie, too. But he did speak English in the original cut, mostly. So this one, I don't know stuck for some reason i heard he was he was in cannonball run or something they're trying to introduce him to american audiences and then nothing really happened but uh this came out in 1996 uh so i guess we can go over like we typically do our history with the movie you have any history with this movie i mean i think you know i like like a lot of people i mean maybe adults may have known who jackie chan was but us kids um i think i was what was this come out 95 according to imdb so it was I, feb it was 95 uh japan or china 90s february 96 okay. america so i was 10 when this came out so i had no fucking idea who jackie chan was and uh i remember going specifically to the theater i mean the people who don't live in chess cities you know you can tune out for the next 30 seconds but there is a theater um, in the mall parking lot, not the where the car mic is, but actually in the mall, the center mall parking. The one lot. that sank into the fucking ground. Yeah, uh, it was the three metro, whatever it was, but it was in the big theater. And I remember seeing it opening weekend. The whole the main theater was fucking packed. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember everyone having a good time. The oohs and ahs, and just seeing Jackie Chan um, uh, to watch his martial arts and his skill set uh, for the first yeah. time as a as a ten year old was pretty amazing um and yeah rumble bronx is great i think it still holds up to this day um i don't think it's my favorite i think there's a few that come come ahead of it but it still holds a special place in my heart and um yeah it's just my first jackie chan movie along with a lot of other people and it was awesome <clears throat> yeah uh yeah that theater the foundation like crumbled and it sank into the ground and they had to demo it yeah. i remember go going to a movie in it shortly before that happened and then like the floor was 
coming up like the cement under the carpet so you could tell the carpet was like you know on a <laughs> on a broken cement slab i was like holy shit <laughs> but uh, i liked that theater it seemed like every time i went to a movie in that theater it was awesome yeah agreed. it's like one of those one of those never had a bad movie in that theater uh yeah my experience with this is watching it you know one i don't think i saw it in theaters i pretty damn sure i didn't know i rented it watching it uh my dad my dad practiced kung fu at the time so he was kind of into this stuff and we'd watched kung fu movies and neither of us knew who this guy was and uh yeah we were just fucking blown away i remember just hooting and hollering and loving every second of it never seen anything quite like this the uh comedy slash action kung fu slash super stunts because we knew he did his own stunts that was the big thing about this movie coming to the u.s remember like the big buzz was like yeah this guy does all his own stunts and so you're watching the movie and you know he's doing everything and it was fucking insane loved it i still love it i uh i'll get into why i to this day i think it's one of the best kung fu movies slash action movies ever made all time easy easily up there um i was like i got a couple notes so movie starts off with uh kyung played by jackie chan coming to uh, we should note that jackie chan this is uh his first is the big american uh uh break but he was in his 40s at this time it's fucking crazy dude yeah. he was already 40 in rumble in the bronx and like that was the beginning of his real like American career, mm-hmm. and he's fucking already old as shit, and he's doing all these stunts. It's nuts. But Kyung comes to uh, America, comes to New York, which is Canada. <laughs> and uh, why was he there? He was there for his uncle's wedding. Yeah, he's there for his uncle's wedding, and his uncle's selling his shop, and then. A uh, biker gang has a motorcycle race and almost ruined his uncle's wedding car, right? So that's jumping ahead, but this thing jumps all around. <laughs> um, that scene, I love that scene and the, 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 the little biker race. And he comes out there to stop the, the motorcycle race. For some reason, they have to race across every car. It's like the most fucking everything in this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. This is like a cartoon. This movie is like a fucking cartoon. But for some reason, it doesn't seem super silly. You know what I mean? It's like a cartoon and all the caricatures and the people, but it still seems gritty. Like they're still throwing motherfuckers and wood chippers yeah. at the same at the same time. You broke my fucking nose, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking doing all this weird stuff. And uh, I bring up that scene because I think it was ridiculous. Like, what the fuck is Jackie Chan wearing in that, dude? The onesie or whatever the fuck what? What kind of underwear is that? No. I've never seen that in my life. And then like the nine up slash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then, uh, yeah, he stops the the main girl who is uh who's the girl's name? Damn. Uh, uh, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. Yep. Stops sexy Nancy from running over uh, the car for the wedding, and she wrecks or doesn't wreck in the movie but she wrecked in real life yeah she broke her leg or something right there in that scene mm-hmm. her ankle Every, almost everybody got hurt in this shit yeah um yeah 
I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted to bring up she broke her leg. But uh, then where do we go from there? It kind of just gets he he stops he stops the gang from from destroying his uncle's car, and then basically for the rest of the movie, for the most part, he just gets bullied. Well, <laughs> well, bully movie a little bit. That kind of goes into the. Uh, I think the next altercation is uh, they're shoplifting right at the store. Yo, get uh, I Think so. Yeah, I don't know if that's before or after the bike scene. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, right? But they they stop. Uh, he stops that from happening. That's a pretty badass little fight scene right there, showing some of that like Wing Chun close hand to hand stuff that Jackie Chan does. Um, that was a really cool scene. And then that leads us into the next day. He's running from them, and they're chasing him on motorcycles into the parking garage. You know that scene that that I had never seemed that weird to me but watching some stuff i guess they cut out a lot of scenes that establish like why he's running right then and why they caught him like the, in the american cut they cut out a lot well, i guess they, it may- they lure him into the alley because they do a, a fake rape and he tries to stop it and then the girl who's getting raped is nancy oh yeah yeah that happens before <laughs> what i'm talking about damn there's, they, they interact so many fucking times and, and then, then it's like and then they chase him down the alley and do the bottles yeah that scene when you were a kid what'd you think of that that scene as a kid i that fucking rocked my world i was like oh yeah, yeah. yeah dude it seems it seems so much more brutal as a kid now but yeah. now watching now that it's like oh. it's a little silly Let's break the glass near him yeah not on yeah. him <laughs> we we have honor oh yeah he points the gun are you crazy angelo <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, asshole. Ruin the fun. (laughs) This fucking dub movie, dude. It's the worst, but it's... I love it. it. Everyone everyone sounds like a cartoon character. The dub is fucking amazing, dude. Hey, man. The dub takes nothing away from this movie. That's how good this movie is. It's like, (laughs) you... It's set in New York, and there's fucking mountains in the background, fucking palm trees, fucking... uh, Everything's dubbed. And that one scene, that guy backs backhands that fucking bitch. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, bitch! <laughs> and it's the loudest fucking. It's louder than the bottles hitting the wall. That's enough. You crazy? And <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna wake up the neighbors, Angelo. <laughs> oh man. Uh, take some sting off that slap, boy. <laughs> yeah, and then he uh, keeps trying to kill him. That the the the, the gang leader. What the fuck's Tony. his name? Yeah, Tony. I think that's against killing, apparently. Every time someone's about to kill someone, he's like, hey, knock it off. <laughs> we beat the shit out of people. Yeah. And leave them for dead. We don't watch them die. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how good this movie is. All of that shit are legitimate concerns. People have said numerous times about the movie, the acting, the the dubbing, the uh, the cinematography where you know you'll see mountains and it's supposed to be new york and shit and it's still consistently rated you know amongst the best kung fu movies um speaking of the mountains there was a pretty small budget and i I wanted to touch on this um the production team and jackie chan is a part of 
uh, at first they were kind of trying to make it super look like New York and shit. I, you know, they're putting up graffiti and they had to take it down at night because Canada's like, you can't have graffiti up. It's a nice place. And they had to put it back up. Um, at first they were going to, you know, concentrate on that, the not having any of that, that continuity errors making it look like New York, but it's got so expensive to square the shots up and stuff. And they wanted to focus on the action and the fighting and the choreography. They thought that should take more of their production and more of their time. And, uh, and they're like, so like, fuck it. If there's a mountain in the background, oh, well, we'll try and make the action so good that you don't care. And uh, I think they achieved that because never once as a kid was I like, oh, that ain't New York. You know what I mean? Like I was fully into the fucking idea that this was fully New York. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. I mean, even the mountains that people talk about, um, I watched this Friday night and I didn't even notice it. I mean, it still doesn't feel like New York as watching it as an adult, but um, I'll have to go back and look for those mountains. Is it? Do you know what scene it is? I'm pretty sure it's the, the parking garage. Uh, okay, okay. And then like when they pull out and you show the big parking structure, there's some mountains in the background or hills or something. Right. <clears throat> so talk speaking of that uh, again i want to touch on some of the the coolest stunts because this thing's all about it um that scene the parking garage scene because he got beat up and then she heals him finding out that uh uh that's danny's new friend and we the audience finds out that nancy is danny's sister and they have a rough go of it i don't have any parents around for some reason and uh he needs a new fucking wheelchair cushion and she won't go buy it, but she's going to go buy it tomorrow. Don't worry. Yeah. She's a, always with your promises. She's really pretty. <laughs> hey, <You> is <laughs> pretty. <laughs> you want to see my sister's boobs? <laughs> she's got nice boobs. <laughs> hey, Kim. Why are you obsessed with your sister is how pretty she is? She's a stripper, you know. <laughs> she dances with a tiger. <laughs> Uh, oh my god we'll get we'll get to the uh, fucking danny we'll, oh yeah that's after because he goes to so we'll hop into that he uh finds out who she is or something you know he goes to meet her and at her place of work finds out at this crazy strip club where they have fucking tigers could you imagine the fucking it's bad it's hard enough to keep a liquor license bro <laughs> but you're now you know you got fucking tigers yeah <laughs> it's like god damn the budget on this strip club dude and it's like thunderdome cages and shit yeah. they're not even it's much cheaper to make a square cage <laughs> than, a, than a fucking round one <laughs> yeah, bird cage basically <laughs> but uh he goes and sees her and dancing it's like kind of the facial expressions he makes when he's horny in these movies or sees sexual things in these movies <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh it's funny there's like one of the funniest lines he goes over or she comes over and sits with him later and he's like i like your dancing you're very good <laughs> thanks i'm popping my pussy later <laughs> check me out on stage three <laughs> well, that's a kind of a funny part and then uh that's what happens the gang sees him there tony because that's like his girlfriend two time and biatch mm -hmm. and then uh they see him there and they leave and i guess that's what oh that's what they they kind of start the chase but but that's at night. And then the next chase scene is in the day. This is kind of weird. Like, that's the scene where she kicks over all the motorcycles. 
No, that's the same. That's the same. Uh, they leave the club out the back. She's escorting him out, and then she kicks over the bikes, and then they come out, and they're like, oh, look what he's doing to bikes. And then Tony's like, oh, and then it immediately cuts to uh, Jackie Chan and her, like, at the riverside, and they're sitting on the bike, and they have, like, a little moment. I think they kiss. Okay. So so they fucking break the chase up again? Goddamn. Uh, yeah, it's just like, it kicks the bikes over. Oh, shit, how are we going to pick these up? <laughs> <laughs> they're getting away! <laughs> Uh, you pick up the first one, then they say they're all trying to pick up the middle one. Ah, oh, come on, you guys, pick up those first ten, and I'll pick up this one. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> grab the middle bike, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> hey, Angela wouldn't even have a bike. He fucked up my sidecar. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So the eventually they fucking chase them through the streets and that's a really cool scene where they're like going through the patios of shit that they don't have fucking oh, yeah. patios in new york first of all patios with like fucking uh wood fucking what the fuck is that shit even called you know what i'm talking about like fucking, or something? I don't know yeah it's all wicker looking the fucking mm-hmm. uh like a fence like a fenced like off seating area I've, I've never been to new york but i ain't never seen this bullshit or <laughs> everything's like a fucking shaded patio yeah uh, taking up the whole sidewalk, and yeah, they're all crashing through. Oh yeah, and plastic patio furniture everywhere to break. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got the classic white, classic uh, patio furniture. Uh, so they're chasing them through there, and that's a really cool scene. They're breaking all that shit. I know somebody got hurt in that one too, because that's some crazy shit. They're actually chasing them with a fucking motorcycle. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, yeah. Um. So that's a cool one. And I think that leads into the parking garage stuff. That little- Finally, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> trying to get, we're trying to get to this goddamn garage. Because <laughs> I love this part when he... Uh, oh, yeah. I love when he's, he's hiding in the ball. The, he, he's getting away from it. He's like climbing out the outside. He's actually climbing the outside of a fucking yeah, parking crazy. structure way up and fucking... That's crazy shit. And then uh, he hides in a truck full of like balls. Like the balls at Walmart where they're having the big fucking cage that's tall when you're a kid you know you always gotta fuck with it and take one or throw it or do something that's one of those things where it's like holy shit i remember tie-dye balls like those were popular in the 90s like everyone had a fucking tie-dye ball it's It's random thing uh, i heard him described as the ball you always saw at the store but you never bought Mm -hmm. like who bought one of those but they were there there were a hundred of them (laughs) no one bought one of those you're like if your mom was gonna buy you a ball you're like yeah let's go to the like the the ten dollar balls yeah. that'll last longer than the two dollar <laughs> side rack ball. Know. That's funny that no one bought that shit. Uh, they're probably still there today. Probably. Um, so he hides in that truck full of balls. It's an open truck. It's like an open top, just full of balls. Like you could be driving down the fucking road with this. These balls weigh nothing. If you've ever played with one of these balls, dude, you could yeah. kick the. Remember, you'd kick them. Just, <laughs> just fucking, it my ball. Like a fucking rocket, dude. <laughs> and you could, and they the fucking fly pattern on them was so fucking ridiculous. Like, cause they had like a pump, uh, thing where you put the needle in to put the air in. So that was the only part of the ball that had weight. So it'd fly like a fucking, I don't know, like a duck with a lame sense of direction. It's just. <laughs> just fucking never know what path it's gonna take 
you could kick it away from you and it would like hit you right in the fucking face. <laughs> Anyways, a truck full of these. And I just thought it was so funny, the picture to me of uh, having a truck transport these fucking balls. Yeah. Open truck like you're transporting fucking manure or something. And he hides in it. And then the guy in the truck sees him and calls him out. And he's like, what a dick move, bro. Yeah, he says shit. Just- Hey, you see see all these guys combing the fucking parking garage, like looking for him Mm -hmm. with weapons and fucking motorcycles and chains. Hey, oh shit. (laughs) Hey, he's fucking in here. He's fucking with my ball business. Good for him. That fucking asshole got what he got. Yeah. He, He gets what he got coming and gets his balls fucking thrown off the garage. That's another cool scene. That was the only reason. They had a truck filled with balls is so that the bad guys could push it off the side of the parking garage Mm -hmm. while Jackie Chan has to escape through the bed into the fucking cab and out the cab door. And this actually happened. You fucking you fuck up. You're you're dead or close to it. So he escapes through there. They push the truck over the parking garage and you watch it hit the ground and crush and all the fucking balls tumble out. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude. That's the most ridiculous shit. Let's fill a truck with balls. When it hits the ground, it's going to look so cool. The only, the only way it could have been cooler is if they filled it with bouncy balls. Yeah. Just a billion bouncy balls. <laughs> so the ball is smaller, and when it hits, they're all boom. boom yeah, yeah, boom. all in unison. Oh, man. But that that's one of my favorite stunts. And that leads into another fucking amazing. It's like, so you already have the climbing on the outside. This is just one fucking scene. Climbing on the outside of the parking structure. Uh, climbing out of the truck before it launches. And then he jumps from the parking structure to a fucking, uh, what do they call those? It's like like a fire, or a... Yeah, like a balcony fire escape yeah. type thing on a, on a building. Jumps to that. And that looks pretty fucking far, dude. And like even the scene, the shots I've seen of it, like the making of where it's like, it's not the... For, the scene from the movie it looks pretty far it looks like it's like fucking 14 15 feet yeah i mean it probably is i mean you, you don't fucking build buildings super close to each other yeah Maybe apparently uh, the director stanley tong who is actually a stunt coordinator he like before jackie did it he wanted to make sure it was safe and it, that it could be done so stanley did it on wires and he did it and he's like okay so he took the wires off did it without the wires and then that's when he kind of talked to Jackie about it. And then Jackie did it. I think they had like 11 cameras rolling or some shit, which is why they cut to like four different <laughs> angles as he's jumping. But so yeah, yeah. Crazy. the director did it first to make sure that it was safe for Jackie. Is he, is he, is he part of the, is he part of the Jackie Chan stunt team? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know uh, what Stanley's kind of background is. Cause I think this is his, their, fr- oh wait, but uh, no, this is their second movie together. It gets a little weird with timelines because uh, America releases Jackie Chan movies a little off, but yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming he was just a fight choreographer and became a director, but I just know in that scene, particularly, he tried it out first to make sure it was safe. But that's a fucking dope-ass stunt, man. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And uh, it, it's probably just one shot, one, one, one and done. Yeah. You, can tell, <clears throat> you can tell the landing was a little bit off. I mean, he was like, fuck, he just jumped to a building. So he just kind of just lands and kind of flops into the building. And they mm-hmm. kind of just cut it up. <clears throat> so that 
how do they get to they get to Tony's warehouse or gang hideout eventually? Well, we should bring up the the the, the plot up until this point <clears throat> has been your typical kind of Asian plot, right? Like the Asian guy comes to America, defends something, family, store from a, a native bad guys. Yeah, okay. that's almost identical to uh, what's that? Is it Fist of Fury where he goes to the restaurant? It works at the restaurant. Yeah. The, yeah. Or, or is that Fist of, What the fuck is that movie called? Return of the Dragon? I don't know. Yeah, I, anyways, that's kind of the same exact plot. <clears throat> Chinese Connection. I don't know. They fucking throw the names around. Uh, but yeah, so this is a typical kung fu plot, but then in 90s fashion, it has to go balls to the wall and go crazy. <laughs> and I love it, dude. It's like, what? It's like, that would have been enough for the whole movie yeah. just to have this, this conflict. But then fucking one of the gang members happens to haphazardly uh, fall into a fucking diamond sale between like Russian gangsters led by White Tiger and these Jamaican fucking crazy dudes mm -hmm. selling the diamonds, and then he finds the diamonds. That's Angelo, and, so, and so, yeah, Angelo, and then uh, so then now the the the, the Russian gang becomes the the bad guys, and the gang becomes not so bad because they make up after they have the scene at Tony's hideout where uh, Jackie Chan goes there, throws the fucking, like, he goes in there and he says he's going to make peace or something. He goes in there, throws the big-ass CD player playing music and everyone's partying. It's like the classic gang hideout, or gang hideout like the Ninja Turtles. You got people skateboarding, you got pool tables, pinball machines, fucking the coolest shit. And then uh, throws it down, breaks it, and, you're all garbage! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> you are all garbage. Yeah, and then they, one of the one of the best sequences of the movie. But I oh love, yeah, um, I love it in movies where like the villains do something that's really fucked up, and it makes you as a viewer like, oh, I, I want revenge. And then the main protagonist is like, like so. First, what I'm talking about is before the scene happens. Tony's gang goes into the shop and completely just fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. He just throws everything out and breaks windows and the poor lady who's trying to run this goddamn thing yeah. is like hysterical and so jackie comes out of the scene he's like what the fuck so he just charges over to tony's hideout and you're like yeah some motherfuckers are gonna get their heads you know crushed so i like yeah. that when the the protagonist is like all right revenge you're all garbage <laughs> speaking of that that's the second time elaine's place is trash and it won't be the last time <laughs> this is like this fucking this poor girl dude yeah just getting this shit end of the stick so the tony's hideout fight is pretty awesome he starts with a. so he uh i don't know how it starts with that you're all garbage and then tony pulls out a gun but we know he ain't gonna kill nobody because he doesn't fucking kill people he just <laughs> he just pulls it out hey <laughs> i love it i love his voice too um and so he's like uh oh yeah jackie chan he's like you got the guts put down the gun and this is a cocked gun, like ready to go. And he just throws it, <laughs> <laughs> fucking throws it, chucks it behind him without any fucking rhyme or reason. He could have set it down on the desk. <laughs> He's like Harry from Dumb and Dumber, the, the fucking salt shaker. Just fucking chucks it. They both jump on the pool table because you can't fight on the ground. 
they are fighting on ground level like animals. They're going to fight on a pool table. Pool tables are so small. I was like, how the fuck? <laughs> you put the pussy on a pedestal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they, they have a little fight. And, obviously, uh, Jackie Chan can beat 100 people in a fight. But when he's in a fight with one person, he knows he's going to barely win. It's like he never whoops the shit out of you. He just barely wins. And he, he uh, oh, he doesn't want any trouble. Uh, he happens to uh, wrap you up in your own jacket or, or something like that. But uh, I think it's after that when he kind of whoops his ass. And then I think they get off the pool table. He has like a bottle, right? The, the, the bad guy has a bottle. He says something to piss him off and then he throws it at Jackie and Jackie goes like that. And it hits the he, he dodges it and it hits the pole behind him and it breaks, uh, reminiscent of that scene. And then I just thought it was so funny. Like I, I might have been before they even started the big fight, but Jackie just looks at it, pissed, and then he fucking kicks. There's a guy chilling in a hammock right next to Jackie Chan. He just fucking kicks him in the fucking face <laughs> after he throws the bottle at him. <laughs> And this guy's like, oh! It's like, what the fuck did I do? The guy flips in the hammock and fucking... I was just like, dude, this guy had nothing to do with anything. And he's just like, just looks around, kicks that dude in the fucking face. That's the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, the first... Uh, I'd say the first like few punches of a Tony fight in the pool table are... I don't know if you watched it recently, but pretty rough. Yeah, yeah they're pretty... Yeah, I know it's called last there on Friday night. I was like, ooh, there's some <laughs> bad cuts in there. <laughs> Clearly did not hit him. Yeah. But yeah, that's the oh. whole sequence is fucking with the with the uh with the skis, like all that oh, shit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I wonder if that would hurt. Mm-hmm. You know. Get whacked in the head with a ski? <laughs> And there's a lot of those shots, it doesn't look like there's any power behind that ski. You know, it's just kind of flopping it around. <laughs> fucking like a limp noodle. <laughs> this guy fucking, he hit me with a ski. It was just like for a moral victory. <laughs> One of those water noodles from the pool. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bastard. <laughs> Put it to the jet. Squirt him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some really good shit in there. Like, uh, uh, like the fridge, you know, is fighting. There's all sorts of weird shit in the warehouse, like fridges and fucking shopping carts. Like the yeah, fridge goes through the shopping cart. Yeah, it goes through the shopping cart. Okay. Tell me, as a kid, you didn't fucking try to do that. Like every time I went to the store, I would like look at the shopping carts. Like, do this, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude, he's a grown ass man. Yeah, it's like I don't think yeah. I could fit through that. He just kind of slides through it, man. But uh, the fridge, and he's, like, opening the, the freezer and shit and the fridge door and whacking people with it, um, putting them in it. Uh, the pinball machines where he's kind of sliding underneath as they try to squish him and then mm. going down as they knock them together. Some really cool fucking work in there, dude. It's just, God, this movie's full of it. It's just every, every scene will throw something at you. And it's it's so good that you don't even give a fuck that people are screaming ridiculous shit. Where are the diamonds? <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't know. Jumping off from there, 
I'd be like, I'm fucking talking a lot, but I hear what what scenes you like or what do you got from that point on, and I'll maybe jump in. You know, I hadn't seen this movie in years, and rewatching it Friday, I remember <clears throat> all of the hand to hand stuff. Like that's just fucking ingrained in my brain. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. scenes are just amazing. What I didn't remember, and what I was surprised, is the climax with the fucking, um, not the bards, the... Um, the hovercraft? The hovercraft. Like, going through the streets and, and crushing cars. Like, I found <clears throat> all of that shit. I'm like, this is a badass, like, end of the movie. Like, I completely forgot about all this fucking, the chase sequence with the hovercraft. So I had a the, really good time at the end. That was badass. Or the Lambo getting yeah. shredded. And then Jackie Chan decides to grab a fucking sword <laughs> and then like mix it with the Lambo and has it coming off the door. Holding it off to the side. Yeah. It's the only way to stop a hovercraft. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hovercraft, what a terrible like mode of transportation to choose. Very slow, very weird. A little weird. Hard to steer. Um, or I love the, uh, the fucking, the badass jackie chan saves the kid and then tosses the <laughs> tosses the ragdoll to the baby <laughs> great yeah i wonder if he really got ran over by a fucking hovercraft bro i mean you know didn't he they show it i mean i, I can you do that <laughs> you're like you die <laughs> i guess so they just made it really soft sand and do it fast <laughs> I guess I don't know how the fuck they did it, but he definitely flops down and the the fucking goes over him. Yeah, then, yeah. That uh, was that's uh, to be honest, that was what stood out to me is how fucking awesome that chase was because I just didn't remember it. I always remember the kung fu stuff or the the is it kung fu? Yeah, whatever it's called, yeah. whatever martial arts style he's doing. But um, yeah, that just surprised me. <clears throat> yeah, he typically does a kung fu and a wing chun. That's what he's doing on that uh, kung fu dummy in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's showing off it, because you you got to establish that he knows kung fu, like we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the trapping hands technique, Wing Chun, that Bruce Lee started his career with. A lot of the grabbing hands, and that's the Jackie Chan kind of you know style: grab hands and hit the face and wrap up your fucking shirt. Yeah, really cool shit. Uh, as a martial art, it was developed in China uh, by women. So it's a martial art that's designed for a smaller, weaker person to use against a bigger, stronger person and, and still prevail. So that's why it's a, mm. it's pretty effective. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I mean, we can't talk about the hovercraft without the big elephant in the motherfucking room. That's Jackie Chan's broken-ass ankle when he jumps onto the hovercraft and uh, just snaps it in two and the scene's still in the movie. And that was filmed very early on. And so they had to film a lot of the movie with him in that cast wearing a little booty that looks like a shoe Mm -hmm. Uh, that that amazes me like uh how good that 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 shit is even in 1996 like that looked fine and then he has like his jeans his special jeans because it's got like velcro and he's velcroing it uh down across the cast and it's obviously not jean material the way that it's moving, but it looks like just like jeans. I'm like, damn, bro, I gotta get a pair of me these sweatpant jeans. <laughs> it's a dope. But I guess that's about that's about it. 
so I wanted to touch on again why I thought this was like one of the greatest kung fu movies of all time. So up until like this kind of point in kung fu movies, I feel it was always like really good action uh, story and characters you didn't really care about, or a really cool story and characters, and maybe the kung fu action wasn't too great, or maybe it was over the top. Or maybe the dialogue was really shitty. There's always like a caveat where the, the two wouldn't merge together. And I felt like uh, this was one of the first ones where the story was really good. <clears throat> Even though it's out there and it's fucking like it's good. It's fun. The whole fucking movie is just like a fucking fun ride with the, the gang and the protecting the store. And then 90s fashion, that's not enough. Now we have to have the fucking other gang who's a russian mob and the fbi involved of course he's got to wear a wire it's the fucking 90s um all that shit and it it had heart and it had comedy but at the same time had a hard edge like i said throwing people on wood chippers and like brutal fights i just never seen a kung fu movie up to that point that had all these things together like you were either violent or you were kind of funny. You didn't do both. They weren't mixed. And uh, this one did it so well. And I'd never seen it before. And it just like instantly became like my favorite kung fu movie of the time. And I still think it's uh, one of the greatest of all time because of all those reasons. Because even with all its faults, it's like you. I don't think I've ever met anyone who has watched this movie and didn't like it. There's yeah. no anyone who's like, this movie sucks. No one fucking says that. Yeah. Like, even if you're not appreciative of the genre or anything, you'll be like, this is a fun-ass movie. It's like you're not bored during the whole thing. It's like, and it goes by like a fucking breeze. That's yeah. how good the, the beats are. It's just, it's over. It took an hour next, and a half for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Next thing you know, it's over. Yeah, like you were saying, like up to this point, and this kind of touches on seeing this as a, as you know, as a 10 year old, but you know, as a 10 year old, I was used to like Van Damme, like Van, I mean, we talked, we did a whole very popular <laughs> episode. About Van Damme. But, you know, Van Damme was like just him jumping in the air and kicking somebody in the face, you know, like, or Steven Seagal doing whatever the fuck Steven Seagal does. Um, so that was kind of what we were used to. And then coming, you know, Jackie Chan comes onto the scene and it's fucking fast and fluid and frantic and he's like doing all these crazy moves like even, mm -hmm. you know, even Bruce Lee movies, which are fantastic and anyone who hasn't seen a Bruce Lee movie should definitely watch a Bruce Lee movie, but even his martial arts is kind of um, I don't want to say, well it's, it's, it's more collective and calm and like, he's not like fast jumping around doing all his stunts, he's like a quick jab to the fucking face and quick kick to the gut whatever and then the fight's over and you're kind of just um um blown away by how fucking fast he is but with jackie chan it was just so different and so new yeah um i will disagree that the story is good i think it's i think it's passable but i don't think it really matters you know what i mean like I don't care that the story is, I don't really care about the story because the story to me doesn't matter in this movie. I just want to see Jackie Chan do what he does and he delivers. But um, yeah, like I said, this isn't my favorite of his. I think anyone, I encourage anyone out there who hasn't seen the, the first three police stories. I think those three are better than Rumble in the Bronx for many different reasons. But um, 
Super Cop or Police Story 3, or, or as we know in America, is called Super Cop. That's my favorite. That movie's fucking insane. Um, but again, this movie holds such a special place in my heart. It's kind of like, you know, my first Bond movie was Goldeneye. I remember seeing that. I think it was like eight or nine with my dad at the Uptown Theater. It's just, you know, my dad and I. Yeah. And that movie fucking blew me away. And I was like, oh my God, James Bond. But as I grow older and watch more Bond movies, like that kind of movie doesn't sit as high anymore, but it still holds that special place in my heart. That's kind of the same thing with this movie, whereas like the more I watch Jackie Chan movies, especially ones from Hong Kong, not the American ones, um, the more Rumble Bunks kind of goes down on the totem pole. But that just means all the ones in Hong Kong are just fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like the, it doesn't mean Rumble Bunks sucks. Rumble in the Bronx is amazing. But yeah, I agree with everything you said. This movie's a special one. Yeah, I think it's it's still to me better than those because I like the classic um, kung fu story, which this is like we touched on. It's pretty much that Bruce Lee movie. I mean, everyone has a movie like this. Come to a foreign land, use your art you learned in your land to defend yourself in the new land while protecting someone or something. And I, <clears throat> so I, I like that. It's just like a really modern take on it. Mm-hmm. typically when kung fu movies do that it's ancient you know they they go old school like even bruce lee when he did it you, you know it was, it was made in like the 60s but it's set in like the 40s or the 30s typically right um so that's what i really like about it but uh oh yeah like you were saying the the uh the kung fu fighting i think at the something that struck me at the time with his fighting was it seemed like you could do it didn't it mm-hmm it didn't seem like he had all these awesome moves. It seemed like he was just kind of, you know, even in the movies, he's like, uh, not knowing what to do, but just kind of uses things around him. Like he'll grab something or he'll grab yeah. your jacket or he'll flip his jacket. Just using things that grab something. Yeah. <laughs> and it just seemed like, Oh, I could probably do that. And I would always, you know, pretend fight and go into Jackie Chan mode. That's where you just kind of grab things around you and grab people's clothes, you know. It just seems more like you could do that than like Bruce Lee, than like, or Van Damme fucking doing the splits. I can't do the fucking splits, but I could damn sure grab somebody's jacket. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Uh, I don't know about you, but this was also the first time um, that we've really kind of been introduced to parkour. And like just watching Jackie Chan kick off a wall up over a fence, and you're like, "Oh shit, all right." And you're on the playground, and you're trying to <laughs> jump off the wall to get somewhere. I did yeah. a lot of that when I was younger, for sure. Jackie Chan. Um. <clears throat> yeah, one time, uh, I think it was around this time, I tried to uh, Jackie Chan climb my apartment building. You know, like the rain gutter that comes down the side. Mm-hmm. I think I was like, I don't know, eight. So I run at it and I climb it and I'm like to the top at the top. And then it goes, boom. it comes out of the little port at the top and I'm at the top of it and just, oh, <laughs> and just backwards flat onto my fucking back. Damn. Yeah. Surprised I wasn't paralyzed, but I, like I couldn't three stooges, but I couldn't, I couldn't like walk or move my neck for like fucking weeks. That was great. Damn. But yeah, a lot of times got hurt trying to be Jackie Chan. A lot of times Jackie Chan got hurt trying to be Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. That's uh, basically all the notes I had for this movie. I think we, we covered. 
Um, yeah, I'm glad we did it. Uh, if, I mean, if you haven't watched Rumble in the Bronx, shit, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, man. Sorry. What kind of life is that? Yeah. All you all you can do now to salvage this existence is to go watch this movie. Yeah, it's definitely one of his most famous. Oh, yeah, I guess Rush Hour is probably his most famous, but um, I'd say this is pretty up there with his most known work. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is why we have Rush Hour mm-hmm. and all these other movies. This is what started it, got him going in American movies. Which this one's cool because you know it's him. Later, he got on this kick of being teamed up with an American. Yeah. Every every movie because they they didn't think he could carry a movie by himself. So it's kind of sad we never really got to see much of Jackie Chan in American movies as the main like protagonist by himself. Yeah, it's bizarre. I was looking at his IMDb and it's right? very small. Like the amount of really good American movies that he's in is very, very small. It's like Rumble in the Bronx and like Rush Hour. Because like you said, he starts going down this Mr. Tuxedo, Mr. Nice Guy, fucking, you know. Yeah, he did all these spy like, movies, right? The Dragon, Tuxedo. The Dragon Twin. It's like, what? So he does a lot of those like weird comedy movies, which I never saw. Um, maybe they're good, but they don't they don't look like they're for me. But it's just weird to see that these success of Rumble in the Bronx, this R-rated fucking like movie you were saying, this violent, badass kung fu movie, and all of a sudden it yeah. turns into like Mr. Nice Guy overnight. It's like, what? Yeah. The Shanghai movies aren't very good, but I think they're pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just love Owen Wilson interacting with him. Mm-hmm. Wow, you do that little <laughs> fighting style. Wow, that's pretty cool. Hey, Jackie, you should probably punch him in the face. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and then, of course, Rush Hour. Oh, my God. those are. We should, we, we should do a Rush Hour trilogy one. So those are definitely fun to talk about <clears throat> Jackie! <laughs> uh yeah so we come to the conclusion i think uh my glowing speech about this movie it's not going to come as a surprise that i i would rate this movie uh a nine i think it's a kung fu masterpiece in the genre um it's definitely up there as one of the best martial arts films. I mean, he's one of the best martial artists that to ever do it on film. Um, you know, even if Rumble in the Bronx isn't your pick, you know, it's going to be like a Jackie Chan movie's probably in there, a Bruce Lee movie's in there. Uh, you know, if we're talking greatest of all time, you're probably, Steven Seagal's probably never going to be in that picture. I don't think Van Damme probably will either. <clears throat> even though they were huge at the time they were kind of a flash in the pan compared to jackie chan mm-hmm. so yeah i give it a nine i think it's a, a masterpiece i it's just such a fun movie even with its uh its faults just the action um and set pieces are so good that it just elevates this movie to another place that's so fun to watch i never like regret sitting down and watching this whole film i'm just like yeah that was awesome i could do it like you know once every couple months yeah i think i would give it an eight um i think that um the story i'm not a fan of and the dubbing is is pretty annoying for me you don't um, like the dubbing <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> they would release a cut of this movie that has subtitles but um 
those are like my two big nitpicks is the, the dubbing is um frustrating mm -hmm. annoying and then the story is like it's whatever um but it gets an eight because the action's so great and it's amazing and it's it it's um something i hadn't seen before and like i said it's holds a special special place in my heart so yeah yeah um cool so a nine and an eight so 8.5 average amongst us um uh, another thing I didn't bring up during the, the talk, I think it was pretty interesting, uh, how many cuts were made to the American version. It's a funnier movie uh, in the international cut. A lot more comedy in it. Um, and they cut out the part where Kyung's, you know, says he was a cop where he came from. I think that changes a lot because he just seems like a, you know, a nobody kind of stay out of trouble guy. But in the when you think about him as a cop from China, it kind of changes everything, you know, his motivations and why he would want to stand up and do these things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of glad they did that. I don't know if I like the movie thinking of him as a, a cop. I kind of like the just uh, normal, like he has a normal job kind of guy standing up for people rather than a, a cop. Of course, a cop's going to want to do that because it kind of takes away some of the, uh, the braveness, I guess, of it. Yeah, it's kind of cool because normally in this in this kind of movie where this guy knows martial arts, then, you know, at some point he has to have some exposition of why he knows Kung Fu and I was I was bully or whatever, whatever excuse he, he needs to have in order for him to be a badass. But they don't do that. He's just he's just a badass and it's a mystery. And I, I actually I agree with you. I kind of like that because if he was a cop, it just would have been like, OK, cool. He's just a cop that knows, you know, Kung Fu. Yeah. But the fact that we don't know why he's so badass we just don't know and i think that's kind of kind of kind of cool yeah he's just a super cop um so yeah i guess that's it but oh yeah this starts the trend i don't know if it starts the trend but it's the first one i got to see where they show all the stunts at the end of the movie the bloopers mm -hmm. and those are always a, a treat yeah. with the jackie chan movie and this one plays that song i don't know who the fuck it's by but it's like they're playing it. Oh, Jackie Chan. There he goes. He's Jackie Chan. And he's just doing all this shit. And it's fucking awesome, man. And it's just always Jackie. <laughs> just thumbs up after his fucking... I broke my ankle. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely do it in the in the police stories, which predate this. So he's been doing yeah. it for a while. But... um. It's funny in this in the second police story movie, uh, they play the song and Jackie Chan is actually singing. He actually does the lyrics. It's pretty great. Yeah, they had that in this. I guess in the international version was a song by him, but mm -hmm. they changed it to th this song written about him. <laughs> I, I love the fucking song. I think the Very song is so fucking ridiculous that you're yeah. it's singing about Jackie Chan and a weird ass cadence while Jackie Chan's doing stunts. Oh, there goes Chan. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like yeah, dude. But that's my ringtone, baby. Uh, yeah, so that's all we got. Uh, awesome movie. I think it's a, a big recommend by the scores. Eight and a nine. So that's another retrospective. I really like the retrospectives. They're pretty fun to do. Mm -hmm. Movies that are old and people have probably already seen, but it's just fun to talk about them. Yeah. Get a reason to go over it and watch it again and do a deep dive and learn some things about it yeah it's always good to rewatch a movie that you know is 
pretty beloved or or something special from your childhood. I mean, I haven't seen Rumble Bronx in a really long time, so it's always yeah. good to kind of jump back and watch these. Or for in my case, you know, <laughs> haven't seen it all, like coming to America and uh, yeah and uh, Caddyshack. But so yeah, these are fun. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's good when it actually uh, lives up, mm-hmm. and this one does. It lives up to what you thought it was when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Uh, and so we've uh, come to the end of another episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Uh, please like the videos if you like the videos. Uh, you know what? Like it if you fucking don't either. If you hate the video, just throw a like on there, would you? Don't you dare dislike it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. We have fun doing it. Uh, I recently passed under subscribers. We talked about it last time. We did it. Yeah. Kind of steadily going. So right on, man. Um, I'll give you the real uh, real time update. 117. 117. Right on, man. And our Facebook group is like 52. So something's. You guys are watching, oh. it and we appreciate it. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh. Yeah, so that's all we got. So next week, 33, awesome. finally get into this fucking Snyder Cup, bro. I can't mm-hmm. wait to sit down for that four-hour bitch. Are you going to try and do it in one go or are you going to split it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to try and do it in <laughs> one go. I, I, oh, shit. I heard they fucking might be doing it in theaters, dude. It's like, I want oh, go yeah, to go theater. to theaters for sure. I heard it's got a 10-minute intermission if you built into it, if it, it's a theater cut. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll keep my eyes peeled. If it's in theaters, I'll be there, man. Fuck yeah. But fuck, I feel like the theaters wouldn't even want to show it because it's like, they know they're not making a lot of money right now. And they're like, well, we don't want you wasting a seat for four hours. Yeah. It's like, we're, we'll play something that's uh, 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, then get, yeah. the next, get the next crew in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking pushing you out of the theater next. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to research, see if that's an option. But I don't know, with my bladder... I don't know if I can handle a fucking theater four hour because I hate to go to the bathroom during a movie. I hate it yeah. to miss anything. And uh, we'll just pee before I, the movie. Then you got the intermission. So you're good. Just, you got to last two hours. That's what you got to last. Yeah. But <laughs> when you're swigging down that big ass soda, because yeah, <laughs> that salty ass popcorn mm-hmm. yeah, my bladder gets weak. I don't know. Something about a movie theater. You sit down like, oh, fuck, I got to pee. <laughs> something about the environment <laughs> damn this seat makes me have to pee uh so yeah i'd love to ch- check that out uh man that's gonna be awesome can't wait to see it i hope it's good uh i just can't imagine it being that crazily different than what we saw but fuck it's like twice as long right mm-hmm. so how the fuck could it not be I don't know. so it's gonna be an interesting interesting episode I was hoping people would kind of loosely talk about it without spoilers because for the people who saw the first, you know, whatever it was, 30 minutes because HBO fucked up and replaced yeah. it. So I think people saw some of it, but I haven't heard any like. Yeah. But I did, see, I did see very, very briefly some critics who saw an early cut of it. And um, based on those two people who I've never heard of, um, based on their little quick Twitter, it seems to be that they liked it. So. Okay. Um, I thought I almost got it. I opened up HBO the other day and it was like, it just took over my app and it had it on there. Snyder cut. It's here. I was like, what? I was like, do my fucking, is it here? And then it like fucking kind of loaded and went away. It was just gone. 
was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I thought I was one of the special people who had glitched out and was like, click this button and watch the motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think it was supposed to do that because it just went away and it said, like, it's here and it had, like, a button. Like, watch now. Damn. But, you uh, have one job, people. You have one job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's done. It's ready to go. Release the motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Let's go. I wish. So, yeah, we'll check that out and who knows what we'll do after that. But uh, I feel like that'll be a really long episode, so buckle in. They're going to talk about a four-hour long movie. <clears throat> yeah, shit. Yeah, you're right. That'll be a five-hour episode. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Um, really enjoy it. Uh, so, uh, till next time. We'll see you then. <clears throat> oh God! Well, I'm dying. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> peace. <laughs> Angelo! I just fucking barf over here. <laughs> like fucking Team America. Uh, kick right. the guy in the face. Later. <laughs> Peace.